0: Well, hello, everybody. I'm here with Tom Verburn. Sup? What's up? What's <laughs> up? Um, just put out the Like Life EP. Yeah. Amazing little EP. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really Cheers. liked it. And um, you also were on the Two Days compilation last year.
1: Yeah. Missed it this year, unfortunately, but... That's all right. I'm kind of bummed. There was a great track
0: you did last time.
1: Yeah, it was a fun thing to do. I really enjoyed it. That, like, that's the 48-hour
0: music thing that I run every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you Your song had a lot going on for 48 hours.
1: Yeah. I think that was the problem. <laughs> As I was like, <laughs> I'd like finish a section and be like, okay, I need something new. And then like another thing new in another section. And then like for the last three hours, I was like, how am I putting this all together? Yeah. And like, I was just battling with it, but it turned out pretty cool. I think it Could, would, it's kind of like hard to listen back and be like, oh, I wish I'd changed that. I you think know, there's but.
0: a, like, I've got that for my song this year. right? Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. But it's good to do though, because I feel like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have written it otherwise. So like It's crazy it's what a deadline can do, even yeah, if it's an arbitrary sure. one. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> for real.
0: Did you because so you I looked at like I love looking at I'm about to give Spotify a, a prop, which I
1: don't do often. Yeah. But I really like <laughs> I kinda it. love Spotify, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like it pays terribly, but like it's a great app.
0: They should get you, you versus Jacob Leifman-Tiger on here because he's a big Apple, he's <laughs> Apple music guy in my life. I just life. like the
1: social aspect of Spotify, to be honest. like nice. Just looking at your friends' playlists and stuff.
0: They could make that so much bigger. I mean, they yeah. probably will, won't they? I hope so. Yeah. Um, I love the show credits, like seeing the credits for yeah. songs so easily part. Um, I think I looked at yours and it was like, you, you're doing like the mixing and the production on your
1: stuff, mostly? Yeah, pretty much all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, did that
0: just happen out of like did that just happen because you're like fuck I'll just do it or was you always like I, I want to have like I have to have complete control of everything I make
1: Probably like a little bit of both I think cuz like when I just started making music I was m- like listening to a lot of like R&B and hip hop so it was like I was making heaps of beats and stuff and then I kind of like started listening to more songs so I started like making songs but I still knew how to like make the beats And it just kind of like grew from there. And now I kind of like know what I want with my production. So I don't really like, if there's something that I want, instead of asking someone else, I'll just try and learn how to do it myself, you know? Yeah, right. Apart from a few exceptions, like I have done some other tracks with other people that are going to come out soon, hopefully. Oh my God. Yeah, well, I mean, soon it'll probably be like a year or six months or whatever, but.
0: And are you like, um, are you the only person in like involved? Like do you have a team? Do you is it just you running all the decisions doing all that stuff?
1: Uh, I work with Manu. Do you know Manu? Like, I do know Manu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Manu. Manu's shout got yeah. shout-outs. <laughs> for real. Um so yeah, I like release with him. Yeah, cool. And then yeah, we sometimes work with this other woman in America. For just like Spotify pitching and stuff. Yeah, right. But yeah, apart from that, it's just like me and him. Yeah. And my mates who are always like giving me advice and stuff.
0: Yeah. Is it fair to say that you have like a little crew or that, that there's like a bit of a, for lack of a better word, scene that you kind of operate in?
1: Do you? I hope so. Feel like that? <laughs> I yeah. mean, like it's really just like me and my friends who like, like each other's music. But if we're seen as a scene, like that's kind of sick.
0: Yeah. It's, you know funny. What I mean. it's funny. Cause I've talked, I've talked about you quite a lot <clears throat> on the podcast, kind of mentioning like as an outsider, there really seems like there's this kind of independent DIY like grassroots pop scene in Auckland of like yeah. artists that I'd include like yourself and then like Maxwell Young yeah. and Lavina and even yeah. like the Daffodils to a certain extent as well. Yeah, for sure. Um That really seems like just really exciting and really cool. Yeah. Um And even w- and within all those groups, there's a whole... Separate groups, as yeah, well yeah, for sure. Like stupid rich kid is yeah. So
1: like I flattered with him and Maxwell, yeah. who like had to move out like at the end of last year. But um, I actually went to school with stupid rich kid and like another guy Huki if you know him. Yeah, right. And like Billy Lascini and George Barney Roberts who are also great. So we had like a little crew growing up there, which and we all just kind of like left school but kept doing music. Which is pretty sick.
0: And is this in Cambridge? It is in Cambridge. So you guys yes. are all, all from Cambridge? We're all from Cambridge. Wow. yeah. Wow.
1: Um, but yeah, then I met Maxwell in uni, and I'm like a big fan of Maxwell. He's one of the best. Yeah. Honestly.
0: Right. I, Eddie Lontalius was on here saying yeah. exactly the same thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, what did you do at uni? Were you so? Were you doing? Like we were talking before. About you being a, a, a like a proper bedroom producer, Bunny, is like you're actually in your bedroom, yeah, fucking making tunes on yeah. your computer. Were you doing that in high school? Like the, the, when you started making beats, as you said?
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's like honestly the same setup I've had since like year twelve. What? <laughs> like,
0: what's the setup?
1: Just my computer, my rode nt1a mic and an interface, yeah, and, that's, and just like some crack plugins and stuff <laughs> like that's all I need.
0: Yeah, sounds um, sick.
1: Yeah. That's pretty fun Like I kind of wish I could Just leave my room though Sometimes mm. And go somewhere else Not for like the music But kind of just like For the mental Gain of leaving your room If you know what I mean Like do you
0: feel like You don't have a A lot of people talk about that Like they don't have a place To actually like relax
1: Yeah literally It's like you're just Always at work Kind of thing Like you'll sit down And watch a movie And then you'll finish the movie And be like Sweet well I guess I'll go make some more music Or whatever Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah wow It's crazy because You know I'm turning thirty this year, so when I was in high, like I didn't start using GarageBand until I was like first year uni. Right, right. So I didn't even like. I my bedroom was just a bedroom. I'd have to go to like. We didn't, you know, we didn't have fucking recording shit in Timaru. Yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. And like, I just, I just know if I had, if I was growing up now, I would just be completely obsessive. Yeah, you know, it'd just be so easy to. When you've got some a machine that essentially you can do anything on, yeah, for
1: sure, it's super exciting when you're starting out, like, because especially like being in a bunch of people with a bunch of people that like are doing the same thing, like we'd, it was like you'd literally go home make a beat, and then the next day all your friends would turn up as well, and they've all made a beat, and we'd all like show it to each other and like see like tell each other what we did to do that to get that sound and stuff, which is pretty great. But yeah, it was also just like so much more exciting when you were like actually learning the ropes of logic and like, you're like, oh, I can quantize stuff? Like, I didn't know <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, right. And like learning stuff, learning new stuff like every time you make a beat kind of thing.
0: How did you, how did you feel about,
1: did you do music at high school?
0: Like yeah. mu- music class?
1: Yeah, but my, my music class was sick because it was music technology. Which was just like, you just record a song and you get like six excellence credits. It was brilliant. Like,
0: that sounds pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was like no theory or anything. You didn't have to
0: fuck with Sibelius?
1: No, not <laughs> up until like year 12. And then I didn't have to do that anymore.
0: Bro. Yeah. That's the Thank dream. God, bro.
1: That just sucks.
0: Should we do like a Sibelius challenge where like musicians yeah. now, we're like, hey, you got to use Sibelius to make a new track. You got to record off Sibelius. Two days. But Sibelius, 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 Sibelius <laughs> version,
1: 48 hours to just like. Grind your kitten. Off-season
0: Sibelius? Yeah, bro. Oh man, that ruined my world, eh? Yeah, that's I can funny. Yeah. And so you were listening to R and B, like you like is that, is that what you first fell in love with musically or like,
1: honestly, like I started playing guitar when I was pretty young, like I kind of just grew up playing guitar because my dad was pretty very musical. So, but like the first thing I probably fell in love with was like ACDC, bro. like just sitting in my room. Watching an ACDC live concert and that's kind of how I learned to play guitar was just like watching his hands and being like, what's he doing? <laughs> and then, yeah. But then like I kind of like progressed past that. Went through like a bit of a heavy metal phase at one point, which was great. What was your
0: like heavy metal band of choice that you- Pierce um, the Veil? Do you oh, know them? Never heard I, it's of It's like
1: them. post-punk. I don't really know what the genres are in heavy metal, but like a <laughs> bit of screamo, you know, some emo guitar riffs and stuff. And then like after that, I got into like- Cool music Like right. the 1975 and stuff And Started getting into like Drake and all that Oh yeah Yeah
0: And so Like you said You you were making beats And then you kind of referenced like And then I started making songs Yeah w- Was there like a catalyst Was there like a certain Like act Or certain style That kind of like Oh I'm gonna start making songs now That kicked that off Or was just a natural progression
1: Um That's a good question I feel like it's almost Like Making beats, I don't mean to sound like condescending here, but it's kind of like a little bit like you can hear a beat and be like, I used to just like copy beats kind of thing. You'd be like, there's a piano line and a synth line and you just like learn how to do it from that and then like try and replicate that but differently. But then once I started like getting better at that, then like I could move on to like making like weirder drum beats and like incorporating Mm -hmm. like proper songwriting into it, if you know what I mean. I also kind of like started listening to more like Radiohead. That was probably the catch. Like it was right. just as soon as I found Radiohead, I was like, "Wow, I love songs."
0: Yeah, yeah. which is interesting because like that is definitely a, a a a reference for that EP you just put out. I would say like because they have very like especially like the um uh the one after Okay Computer uh that idiot Kid one Kid yeah. A is like. Quite like you, the the electronic program yeah. drums with a lot of like natural but also unnatural sounding instrumentation. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's interesting. And like, I mean, beats. Beats are kind of like meant to be repetitive. Is like as thought about as like a bad word, but I don't really yeah. think it is because like my favorite artist is Fortit, and like yeah, for sure. The whole I time. love.
1: Like John Hopkins and stuff, where it's oh, just like, it's almost it, like meditative. It's funny
0: because like. I feel like there's a, there was a snare pattern in one of your. This is real nerdy shit, but there was like <laughs> a snare pattern in the EP. It was like had like that classic second snare, like delayed at the end. And, then like, and yeah, then I was yeah. like, that sounds a lot like John Hopkins. Doing. Yeah. I was like, well, that, to be honest, sick. mentioning
1: John Hopkins is pretty fair because that was kind of like a big part of the progression away from like just making more like R and B stuff. Was mm. hearing that and being like, wow, you can do so much stuff with like. Logic and Ableton and stuff. Like, it doesn't just have to be basic beats, you know? He's
0: such a detail master. Yeah. Did you see him at Laneway?
1: Dude, yeah. That was like, that was the first time I'd ever heard of him. My friend was just like, you got to come watch John Hopkins. And I was like, sure thing. Like, I'll go. But like, honestly, I don't think anything's changed my life more than like that one hour of just watching John Hopkins. Bro. It just blew my mind.
0: Yeah. It's funny because like I've, I discovered him when I was living in London. He was, because he's English. And so a lot of my, uh, London based friends were like, there's this guy, John Hopkins, like, fuck, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Never thought, I didn't see him while I was there. And I was like, oh my God, he's playing at Laneway New Zealand. Like, almost, I almost went to that Laneway just for him. That was, did you not go? I did go. But it was, right. like, it was like, I, I All was like, right, right, John Hopkins yeah. there. I'm just going yeah. go, so go to go. I'm going to go Laneway. <laughs> fuck yeah. It was incredible. Straight up. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. Like, I think I have this whole thing where electronic music gets this, like, people have this view of it because. In essence, there is, there's such a wide range of it and there's no real... There's different gatekeepers for each part of it. So, like, people can hear, like, just, like, Tech House or maybe, like, even d and be, yeah. like, where it's really form-orientated. Like, yeah. this is the drum beat, this is the thing. And they can be, like, this all sounds the same. Yeah.
1: And, like... Which is probably, like, what I... Because I'd, like, spent the previous year just at 121 in Wellington, which mm. is sick. Like, I love just, like, techno and shit. But then, like... Hearing John Hopkins, it was kind of like a revelation. Like, you can have like emotional dance music. Like, it just kind of yeah, like changed my view on like yeah. Like electronic
0: stuff. music is just a tool that musicians can use as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think um, I, I think John Hopkins is one of the best best that does it. And, but and the other thing I kind of noticed when it's new music is like. And when you, it was interesting you mentioned like turning into songs. Like, are yeah. you quite into arrangements and quite into arranging? Because I, I feel like when I listen to your EP, um, the changes within the songs, the 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 beats, it's it's like there are like three to four different backbones to almost every song that goes so, into it. Like, is yeah. that, that, that? And I felt like. That must be intentional going into it, right? Yeah,
1: I feel like it's almost getting intentional in the other way, where I'm trying to like hone it back a little bit, right. like tone it down, and just be like, I need to make a song that like doesn't change up that much. But I end up always just throwing it in. It's not so much like intentional. It's more just like I just end up doing it, and I'm like, I like this part. I'm gonna leave it in there. Yeah, you know? right.
0: It, does that come from you, like? Do you you like, oh, I've got got this loop going and then, okay, I need to come up with something completely different or is it just like, I'm really just fucking around, I'll keep that, uh, I'll keep that. Pretty much just fucking around. I feel like
1: most of my songs are just like, I'll just fuck around for a while and then if something cool happens, it happens and then like, if I'm making a new section, probably like 50% of the time I have a clear idea of what I want it to be or like, and then 50% of the time I'm just like, just again, like fucking around and seeing what happens. But I think it's also like the we all grew up listening to Blonde by Frank Ocean. Do you like you know? (laughs) And that has like no form. Like there's just like different sections everywhere. Mm. So I just like would always just be doing that kind of shit and be like, yeah, it's fine. But now I'm like trying to like make like proper songs so I can people will actually listen to them. It's kind of like hard to. You mean like
0: folks doing what's been that influence for like? you're talking about the pop form essentially, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to purify it down to like everything is yeah. there because it needs to be and here it is. Like, yeah. is there been like an, an influence to make you want that or think that way or?
1: um, Yeah, I guess so. It's more like I just don't listen to Blonde that much anymore and like I just listen to like like my top artists were like Coldplay in 1975 and stuff, which is just like kind of the pretty classic songwriters and like Wilco and all that so like just kind of trying to get more into that style of writing but then incorporating your own stuff in there you know what i mean yeah of course it's just like hard like trying to put everything that i listen to like into my music cuz it's like you got like john hopkins and then wilco and it's like well how am i meant to like come up with something when i'm listening to that stuff
0: it's funny because i think that's ex- you've just described like a very common thread of the of people like yourself that i Am really interested in in talking to yeah like it's people that are like stuck on the line between things quite yeah, often yeah like I think Jacob talked a lot about the same stuff Leaping yeah. Tiger and and like uh, Lavina talks about the same stuff as well and I can you can kind of tell in your music that there is this you know not a dichotomy because there's a lot of stuff but like you are blending so there's so many different areas of shit that go into it yeah which is hard work sometimes yeah totally
1: I kind of cave though because I I made like a EP of just electronic stuff because I was just like fuck I can't keep like I kind of the next the stuff that I have coming out is just like I made an electronic EP that I put out under a different name I think and then like I have like a kind of rocky EP not rocky but more like live drums and stuff in the works because I was just like I kind of got to a point where I was like, there's not really much point in like trying to just put this all together. It'd just be more fun to like work on like a rock album or like EP and then like electronic stuff, Yeah.
0: Yeah, you have the freedom to do different things yeah, under sure. different names, you know? Yeah. And that's getting more more common, I think. Especially like... Because it's fucking easy to put something up on Spotify.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's so easy.
0: The, the 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 like barrier to like entry is so low that it's like, why not just fucking yeah. be this person and this person. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I like that. Like, it's it's kind of. I'm super happy that that is happening now. I think back in the day, like so many people were. So easily fucked and like um, rabbit holed into just one thing. Like yeah, you're just going to do that. And then they might try and do something else and like, that's not what yeah. you fucking do. Dude.
1: It's also kind of meant being like a small artist because like no one really cares what you do, if you know what I mean. So it's like <laughs> you, can, you can just like, because my music sounds pretty completely different to what I was first making. Right. But like, it's just like, I feel like it's just a natural progression that you have to like go through before you like land on your style, if you know what I mean. Because like I feel like I haven't even found it yet, but like I'm kind of glad that I didn't like, you know, blow up when I was young yeah. and then like just be like trapped doing that stuff. Cause I feel like I wouldn't be able to get to explore like
0: You'd have everyone's opinions on you already. You'd yeah, yeah, exactly. Impression. And
1: like expectations and stuff. Kind of like the Radiohead effect, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I even think like Justin Bieber as well.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Like, yeah. It's I, that getting famous early. I think it's just, it, it hardly seems to ever go well.
1: Yeah, straight up.
0: Like, it seems to be really hard. A lot harder than, like, a slow build of a career or, a, like, a discography, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. I've been, yeah. Have you seen the Billie Eilish documentary? No, have you? No, I haven't either. I was oh. just wondering if it was...
0: I, would l- I really want to watch yeah, it. I'm a big like Billie I Eilish mean. fan.
1: Yeah? She's blonde now. Shout out, Billie. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her at Laneway as well, like... How was that? Three years ago now? Yeah. Before, when she was playing on, like, the small stage... It was kind of wild. Wild. We were working there, so I was like backstage, just like standing across from her, being like, "Hello, like who are you?" (laughs) No, like go ahead and say that, obviously, but like, (laughs) it's kind of wild to look back on now and be like, "She's massive. She's so huge."
0: Yeah. Is uh, what is that something that you would eventually do? Do you look at that and be like, "I would eventually imagine or like to be there," is or is that something that you look at and you're like, "Uh, I don't know how. I don't know about that." Like, what do you have any intentions? long-term for what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I'm, I do. I feel like I just want to be involved with like anything to do with it, to be honest. Whether it's like producing for other people, I want to do more. Like I'm kind of doing a bit at the moment, but like I want to do properly or like mixing. I've been doing a couple mixing jobs because like I can't, you know, being realistic, like I'm not making that much money on my music at the moment. So like it'd be nice to be able to like have a steady income and like be able to quit my job even though I like my job at the moment but like just to be able to like do music full time
0: wake up and just have to yeah, do music
1: literally which is like proves pretty hard to do mm. yeah
0: it's, but it's but it's easier to do if that's the intention
1: yeah for sure yeah you know like, especially like I feel like I'm in a good position now where I'm like because I've been doing it all myself I have I'm quite like I'm not great at anything, but I'm quite well-rounded at like mixing and like I've done a bit of mastering and like production and stuff and songwriting. So it's like, I have like a few paths that I could like try and go down from here.
0: You seem like moderately patient as well.
1: Yeah, well you gotta be, you know, (laughs) like it's pretty like, sucks being poor, it's not good, but it's, I mean like it's not good, but then it's also like, I quite like the life I live. Like it's fun. But I just get worried if my car breaks down, I'm like, fuck, what am I gonna do? You're
0: like a disaster away from more disaster.
1: Yeah, it's a bit stressful.
0: What's your relationship with playing
1: live? Um, It's been a kind of treacherous one, I guess. Like I'm, I'm not naturally like that good of a like singer. So like I have always had a bit of a like stressful relationship with singing live, which kind of just like tainted the whole live experience for me for the first bit at least. I feel like it's it's been like a matter of practice for me, kind of thing. Just like being on stage a lot and like just like doing it, you know, just getting better at it and then like getting better with your setup and stuff. Cause like I started out when I started out playing live, it was just like me and tracks and a guitar. But now I got like a full band which is way more fun and like more comfortable, kind of. Mm. But yeah, I, I've kind of I love it. Like I want to play more. It's just like fun, kind of rocking out a bit. You know, yeah.
0: That, like interaction with people and
1: yeah, for sure. Because I've never I've never done like my own show as well, so that's going to happen soon.
0: See that that's like it. because that's how old are you?
1: Twenty one. Twenty
0: one. Cool. Yeah. And so yeah, like I said, I'm turning thirty, and I talked to. Dan um, from Racing—he's the bassist in a band called Racing—who right. uh, has members of the Czechs. and they are yeah, they they are a great like rock and roll band. And he has this thing he always talks to me about about like um, comparatively, people don't like playing, don't play shows anymore. No one plays yeah. shows and no one tours. Straight up, it's all about. I'm just going to wake up every day and make a tune. Yeah, which is like a different kind of hard work and a different kind of ethic. Yeah, and then gigging and touring has become this kind of like secondary thought thing.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I was like, how I've been within music is like the songs came first, and then like the live show was just like something that I try and organize and yeah. do afterwards. Because you know?
0: you've so you've put two albums out and an EP. Yeah, maybe more EPs than that.
1: No, that's the that's a that's the one.
0: So like when my band, like when I was in high school and I had my high school bands, we maybe recorded like two or three songs, but we played shows and toured the entire right. time. Yeah, and when Two Cartoons started, we maybe like I think we recorded one EP. Yeah. Which was like three or four songs and spent a year and a half just like playing gigs and touring off the back of that so one EP.
1: Sounds like so much more fun to be honest than like just chilling in your room, but
0: it's it's definitely different. Yeah. I mean I, for sure. I, I I eventually ended that band because I hated playing live. Right, right. But it is it is such an interesting it there's definitely been a change.
1: Yeah. Especially with like me and like Luke and Maxwell. Cause our audience is well, mine's kind of changed recently, but, like, it was always, like, America. Like, you didn't have that many people listening to music in New Zealand, but, like, 90% of it was, like, from America and kind of thing. And that's,
0: like, uh, is that Spotify stats? or Yeah,
1: like, Spotify stats and stuff. Okay. So, like, it was just... You, I never really know how many people actually listen to my music, like, in Auckland, you know? So, mm. like, putting on a show is always a bit scary.
0: That's... Uh, do you know what? That's interesting because, like, obviously, we never... We would never have any information about who was listening to us at all. Yeah. Like, like... St- Not having statistics on where the people who listen to your music are is like a relatively new thing. Yeah, for sure. And so like we I guess we never had that. It it could be considered maybe a disincentive to be like, well, there's no one listening to me in Auckland, so I want to play a show. Yeah. Whereas like we were like, no, we don't know if anyone's listening to (laughs) us, so we might as well just play a show. (laughs) See what happens. Yeah. Man, that's pretty crazy. Like
1: it's because I feel like, sorry. I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand because I feel like if you're playing more in New Zealand as well, like More people listen to you in New Zealand, like rather than just like putting out songs and hoping for people to listen to you, if you know what I mean. So, like, I've kind of like flipped and now I'm like, I just need to play more so like I can get more people to my shows so I can like, yeah, just do it more often. Like, I'm
0: definitely a obviously like I can only see the world through my like life experience, but and I'm definitely a product of my times, but that is kind of my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah, there's there's two simultaneous, I really. I, and I said this in an interview I did um, that I don't think's come out yet. Mm. Um, but I really view recording and live as two completely separate mediums that one artist can exist in. Mm. Like, and I totally agree with the idea of like cranking, like doing the hard work in the studio and putting songs out and yeah. like crafting that shit and trying to get that onto, into people's ears that they're listening to, like streaming or yeah, putting yeah. it out like that. And making it sound as good as you can. I I don't think anyone should stop doing that. But I think everyone should realize that like that is a completely separate world to fan bases which are built through live interactions with people. And and like that can be its own just as fun thing that doesn't have to be connected even if you don't want it to be. Yeah, I I feel.
1: It's just like the kind of like the bedroom pop genre, I guess, is like it's never really been like live orientated. It's always just kind of like Aesthetics and like You know Streams and stuff
0: I like I, Cause the thing is like I love hearing a, Say like a band That has like a, a Really amazing production mm. That I can listen to I'm like fuck this Like you know Everything's like Super tight Super good And then they'll, they I go see them live And I love I personally really love Seeing a band that It's just like Well that's what the recordings sound like But we're a live band in this yeah, one So yeah. we're just gonna do like the loud punk version of
1: all those songs? That's like kind of my goal pretty much is like just like take all the songs that are all kind of like, you know, like electronic drums and stuff and just kind of make them a bit rocky and like fun. Hopefully more fun for the people, you know?
0: I I think that that is actually what bears out. I don't, I think because we're the ones making the music and we think the recordings are really good. That's why we've made them that way. Yeah, we have an, a bias to be like, well, we should be trying to reproduce that because they are good. Yeah, straight up. Instead of being like, okay, well, let's just try and make something equally as good but different for the yeah. live thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like like my goal is like kind of strike a nice medium between that. Whereas like you still have, you know, all the synths and the tracks and stuff. So like, and it's all recognisably there, but like, just like lifting the energy up a bit and like. Live drums make quite a difference compared to like... Huge. Yeah, compared to like programmed drums. Have you seen High Hoops live? Have you listened to High Hoops before? I have, but I haven't seen them live. I caught them at Flamingo
0: Pier on um, Waiheke Island and like I'd listened to a few High Hoops track. I'd listened to Leisure a bit more than I'd listened to just High Hoops on his own. Yeah. But he had that live band. He had um, Jimmy Martio on drums. Just doing like kick, snare, hi-hat, essentially. Yeah. Like he wasn't doing any different parts it hit so much harder. It was so much... People have that, like, reaction to something being hit and something being, like...
1: Yeah, for sure. Because, like, we we used to do, like, a lot of it on drum pads as well, like SPDs. But, like, just the more we've played, the more we've just, like, we don't do any of it on the drum pad anymore. Just because, like, it's just kind of underwhelming, you know? Like, it just doesn't really, like, pull through that much.
0: I think it's, like... Yeah, I think it's good... In tandem, with say like a fucking awesome light show, or like yeah, a show, yeah, you know, like with with these visuals, is everything like <clears> that's <throat> totally a whole nother thing. But you when know, playing most, whammy, we're talking about stuff, whammy like, like, back, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You know, like Surin can be in there doing some fucking awesome lights and shit like that, yeah. but like I think you're you're gonna have people are right here in front of you. Mm they can see everything you're doing and I think they want something They're being smashed right in front of them. Mm. But Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, are you, you're like constantly making music. What's, what, what's the delay? Say if you like are working on music now. Yeah. What's the delay time between like the music I'm making now and when it will come out for <sighs> you personally?
1: That's a good question. The EP that just came out, I probably made, what songs are on there? Um, like March last year, yeah. so probably like a full year. I made a couple, like one of those songs in lockdown. But like it, it kind of varies to be honest, every time. Like the album before that was like a year and a half wait right, between being done and coming out, which is kind of like just annoying. Yeah, how do, like you, with,
0: how do you feel about that?
1: It's like, I don't know, part of me is like kind of annoyed, but part of me doesn't really mind. I just kind of like making the music and then if it comes out, it comes out, you know, like or like it comes out when it comes out. And I don't really care as long as it's out there at some point, but it would be nice to like get to a point where it can just happen a bit faster. Is that because making- you kind of like lose a bit of attachment to the songs as well, like mm-hmm. after a while, so you don't like push them as hard or like feel so strongly about them, you know? So yeah, hopefully this stuff will. I want like to drop another EP before the end of the year, right? Which is like. I could probably even do it sooner, but I'm just being a bit pessimistic there, I guess.
0: <laughs> Especially if you're like, I'm the I'm the performer, the producer, the mixer. Yeah. Like you've you're gonna listen to that song hundreds, if not yeah, like a honestly, thousand times.
1: <laughs> it's pretty hard. It's hard, It's like I kind of people wish don't understand that. Yeah, honestly, because there's two ways to go about it. Because like Maxwell, like he works with other people, and so like a lot of the time he was like he'd be waiting for someone to like mix a track or something or like finish the production which he'd be kind of like frustrated at. But then with me, it's like, I just like, if it's not done, I'm just like, come on, Tom, let's go do it. Like, which is good. But then kind of like, it can be kind of draining as well. Like knowing that you're the only person like holding it back. Cause it's just like, it's just a lot of pressure and stuff. Yeah. Right? Do
0: you ever get like, I'm not working on music guilt?
1: Yeah. When you like to
0: live your life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Most, most of the time, probably (laughs) if I'm not working on music, it's like, it's probably there, but I feel like I'm getting better at that. I feel like another Maxwell thing where he was just like, you just got to live life. He'd like go out and do crazy stuff and be like, yeah, it's for the music. You know, I can write a song about it next week. And that was his kind of philosophy, which kind of rubbed off me a bit, but I do, I do get that.
0: Do you have do you have a thing in your life that's a completely non-music related that you like as much as music?
1: Um probably just like films, honestly. Just watching films. I quite like that. So it's kinda sick that I got a job at a cinema because like I just get to go and chill there and like talk to people about films and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: what uh, what cinema do you work at again?
1: Uh Capital Cinema on Dominion Road. Come through <laughs> if you're listening. Shout out, Capital. <laughs> yeah, shout-outs. Um but yeah, I just kind of love watching films. I mean, I like, I've like i done a few film scores as well, which is pretty fun. Fuck yeah. Not for anything proper, just like 48-hour films and like uni projects, but it'd be fun getting into something like that at some point. That's a
0: whole nother world, eh?
1: Yeah, for sure. And a world that I don't know how to get into. But.
0: Do you, do, you, do you feel comfortable like working to someone else's specifications or like essentially having a client like...
1: I actually have never really done that before. One. Everything I've done has just been like, "Here's the film. Just do what you want." Yeah, just do it. Like <laughs> it's better than silence. <laughs> but um, I feel like it'd be, it'd be cool to do that. Yeah, just like try and replicate stuff.
0: Man, did you um, when you know before yeah pre COVID, when Coachella was the thing. Um, did you ever get into like watching ca- like Coachella, watching um, Coachella over the streams or anything like that? Because I remember like I I that's I do that all the time. Like right. I'll just book t- like when it's on, I'll like try and get my days off. Yes, yeah, exactly. and just like essentially have like if the most comfortable festival experience ever, just be like at home, yeah, <laughs> streaming Couchella. Oh, yeah. And I remember um, Werner Herzog fucking played like if not the 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 last Coachella that was maybe the one before. Yeah, um, and it was. Such a crazy testament to like, you, he he undeniably made film scores for like you know The Lion King
1: and like, yeah yeah well
0: it's crazy thing they are film scores but he him coming out and performing them live and having an orchestra and him him like being there and doing that was like it is as legitimately music and songs as anything yeah, else it was such sure. a creepy thing for me to to me to watch.
1: Would have been crazy at Coachella. But yeah, like I listen to probably like half the music I listen to is like film scores or like ambient music kind of thing. Yeah, wow. I love it. It's super nice. It's just kind of like almost like background noise in a way. But it's
0: Lo-Fi cool. beats to study too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you ever thought about making like Do you do you ever try and like tailor beats for someone else? Like, do you ever think about making a beat for, say, like like a hip hop realm or any like R&B or anything like that? Or you're just like, are you more focused on what you're doing at the moment? No,
1: nah, yeah, I haven't. I maybe tried to make like two beats last year and they went terribly, <laughs> like so bad, like embarrassing. But um, I don't think I'm good at that. I think yeah. I'm I, like producing wise, like I'm better at like, I have friends who like give me a song that they're like, this is like an idea for a song. And then like I get it and like redo the drums and like add some guitar stuff and like structure it out and
0: ever with anyone in the room with you or you do do you like work by yourself
1: um I haven't done much with people in the room to be honest that's like another thing I need to start doing um but like some yeah so it was mostly by myself and then i will just like send it back to them and they'll like say if they like it or not and then sorry we'll just like finish it off from there yeah but it's- I quite enjoy doing that like It's nice having like a place to start from, if you know what I mean? Like Mm. having like half a song there and then you can like, if you like the song, you're like kind of stoked to be working on it and then just like putting your own ideas in there and stuff.
0: Do you like fucking with samples or are you more like, I'll play something into this song? Honestly, like
1: like I've probably, I don't know if I've ever used like a proper sample on my songs.
0: Really? What are you doing for the drums so. then?
1: Oh, like, like yeah, well, like drum like, samples, but I'm taught, to- I mean, like just piano loops and stuff like that. I don't use like any of that stuff. So
0: you're just playing everything in? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so. Don't really quote me on that. There <laughs> probably is some samples. No, there is one. There's one like ambient cassette loops <laughs> that I chucked in one of my songs a while ago. That's <laughs> pretty good.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. So like you're, you know, you there's this whole thing where like you've grown up with like the resources for production and instruments have essentially been online for free yeah the whole time
1: Properly, we Pro- used to like airdrop logic to each other in school and stuff wow. and it just worked in your computer and you're like sweet easy
0: that's fucking crazy dude
1: but yeah it's it was yeah a good time to grow up I think
0: is is that like this is a bit of a philosophical question but like hit me with it <laughs> Like genres, do do genres mean anything anymore? Like, because you guys are kind of grown up, and they're so mashed up, they're so they're so porous. It seems between you can have like like your music has what I would consider like electronic drums, but then like the the guitars can sometimes sound like Oasis.
1: Yeah, and then and so like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just stoked that hear the Oasis influence comes through. Right, Oasis, right.
0: <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like it's you. There seems to be this thing. Why I love, like, I love the Daffodils guys and I love hanging out with, like, the, the people of your kind of age and music because there seems to be a, a lack of reverence for genre. Yeah. And I've always thought genre was kind of silly.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't pay much attention to genre, right. honestly. Yeah. I feel like every, it just gets all, like, it's all, like, indie or, like, alternative. That's, like, the only genre that's, like, given to our whole well, I guess bedroom pop was a genre for a while, but I, they kind of died, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like.
0: I always thought that was kind, kind of, of associated with like lo fi. It has to sound like Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah shit. exactly.
1: I hated the bedroom pop <laughs> genre. Like, it sucks. <laughs> but it's just like, you, I guess, like, I was like, I am a bedroom producer. So, like. It was
0: kind of like a, a kind of like a polite way of saying you're an amateur.
1: Yeah, literally. Which is a bit yeah. fucked. Well, really. like, it's a polite way of being like, it sounds like it's been made in a bedroom, and you're like, fuck, that's not really what I'm going for. Mm-mm. Like, I want it to sound good.
0: Isn't it crazy? Because your EP doesn't sound like bedroom pop. It mm. sounds like a fucking an equal to yeah a, a record. You know what I mean? And you did that. You didn't go to fucking roundhead studios. Yeah, well, I guess like, like
1: you probably don't even even like pop producers and stuff could probably just do it all in their bedroom. Like you don't unless you're doing like live drums, I guess. Yeah, you can pretty much just do it all in your room anyway. Which is
0: which is like, cute, it's which is like is, there's nothing else te- technology wise that's like. Yeah, changed in that way. Like you, you, Honest. you fucking do. You could be sitting here with your laptop right now making s- something that even yeah. twenty years ago would have required yeah. a thousand dollar a day studio to make. Exactly, that's fucked.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, and even like now, I just I just got a new laptop, which is like a blessing for me because like. Back in the day when I was using my old MacBook Air, like that was kind of rough. Like <laughs> it wouldn't run that well. It would be like a mission to make music, and then like I, my old laptop just like shat itself, which just made my life terrible for like six months because I was like I couldn't like work on my music, you know. But finally we got the new M1 MacBook with that brand new processor <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually fucking amazing. Like Fuck I'm you, not gonna dude. lie about it for like four days, and I'm kind of. Amazed by like how good it is In love Yeah I'm in love I'm just stoked to be able to like I just had like a bunch of songs That I started last year And then like Added too many plugins Stopped working And like every time I'd try and work on them It would be like I had to bounce everything in place And clean up the sessions And then I'd have to do that 15 minutes later again Bro you've
0: got to freeze and flatten
1: Yeah That's what I'd be doing though And it would still fucking die um, God damn it So I just like put them on hold And I was like I'll work on those When I get my new computer Yeah and now I got my new computer, so it's like pretty cool to go back to those songs and start finishing them off. Pretty excited about it. That is exciting. Yeah.
0: Is there like, what's, what's uncool? Musically? I guess so. And like, like artistry and, and musically, like what's kind of cringe at, at the moment?
1: Ooh. That's an interesting question. I'm kind
0: um, of like, because yeah, I'm so detached from, uh, you know, like in many ways I know what's kind of going on, but also yeah. like, I don't see the, I, you know, I remember before the internet. So yeah. like I am necessarily detached.
1: Honestly, I mean, like, I don't really fuck with like that, that much pop music, like Dua Lipa and stuff. I, Like we were just looking through the a top, edge top 40 with my friends this morning and like I knew... I think I knew like two songs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Do you think that it's really interesting that you went to that? Like is like your and your friend's music taste um, uh, reflected anywhere? In In the pop charts and stuff? Or like, Like, yeah. Anywhere in what you'd call the music industry or like, Mm. you know, like is there a, do you listen to radio?
1: I never listen to radio to be honest. Okay. And like, I don't really know anyone that does. Yeah. And like, I don't, but like, I feel like there's a little bit, like, I love the Benny stuff, obviously. And then, like, I saw that Ricky was in the top 40 and, like, that stuff's sick. So there's, like, little, like, dabbles of, like, st- kind of similar stuff to ours, I guess. Do you think that, like, if... Because it's like they're, they're not playing anything that you're listening to. Yeah.
0: It, but there's no reason that there couldn't be a place that plays the things you're listening to. Yeah.
1: I'd say, um, what's the K-Road radio station? Is it...
0: Oh, from um, Verona? Yeah. Fuck.
1: It's hey. like student radio, right? Like,
0: no, well, there's, uh, the student radio is like BFM.
1: BFM, that's one. That's the one I was thinking of. Um, yeah. They're probably the spot that like, has the most overlap with their music that I play mm. and the music that I like, which is just kind of like indie shit, you know? Yeah,
0: but that's... Uh, radio is crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. So, like, is it all... How do you guys find new music?
1: Um, probably like, just like friends recommending you songs and stuff Occasionally I'll do like Discover Weekly or like New Music Fridays or something But like I kind of don't really ever like actively go out and hunt for music It's mm-hmm. kind of just something that someone will bring to me or something If you know what I
0: mean Yeah Because yeah. it's like I have this whole thing like there's been There's no real tastemakers anymore
1: Yeah like- Well Spotify are kind of the, like the, the, the gatekeepers or the tastemakers Cause that's like, that's kind of, it's kind of weird. Cause that's the goal with like the release is like Spotify playlists. Right. Like just big Spotify playlists is like what you want. What's
0: okay. Have you had, what's like, have you hit that playlist? What's the like biggest playlist wave you've hit with a release though?
1: I think I got in like Fresh Finds for the last album, which I was pretty stoked about. Then we got on, do you know Lauren playlist? No. I got my, my friend's song, Billy Lassini's song. That I did with sure, him in post, uh, yeah, Postcard Boy. Um, we got on Lorem, which is like the cool playlist, if you okay. know what I mean. Right. Like alternative stuff. And I mean, like, it's cool being in there and all, but like, it's kind of weird. Like, you get like, if you look at your stats, it just like spikes and then it kind of drops. Like you get streams for a bit, but I feel like that's not great at making like a proper fan base.
0: I think they were ambient plays. Yeah. Like they're just, people will play, press play in the playlist while they work. Yeah, for sure. And they don't know who the fuck they're listening to. Honestly. Like, I, my two cartoons, we, when we were in, we moved to London on a record label. So we had a bit of money. Yeah. And the label's like, you're going to put this song out. Let's hire a PR firm or whatever for this one release. Yeah. And they got like a premiere for it. And then that song got onto like um, Best New Music or whatever. Whatever that plays. is. Yeah. School. Yeah. Uh, it was like, song. but it was like for the UK version. Yeah. And in two days, we had 800,000 players on it.
1: Crazy. That must have been a fucking huge verse. That's sick. Pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: We celebrated with some illegal <laughs> drugs for sure.
1: Fuck yeah, I can imagine. Of course.
0: We played a gig to release that EP. Yeah. Maybe two, three weeks later. Brad will be fucking messaging me. Being like, it was a month later. <laughs> uh, to, to 40 people.
1: Yeah. And rough one what well, yeah. like I mean, like not rough for you, but like it's just rough comparing like the fucking that was yeah. that
0: was our fan base at the time, yeah, and I think ever since then I've been that like phrase within my friend group is like, what does it mean? yeah like I feel what what did those streams mean really like and that's coming from someone who's had like eight hundred thousand like, yeah, yeah. of them i I don't know what they mean
1: I feel. For me, it's just like, I just hope I get in the playlist because then you get streams and you get a bit of money. And like, oh, sorry. Let's see who it is.
0: Oh my God, let's see who it is. It's my mama. Shout say- out to mama if listening. Shout mom's out to listening. mom. <laughs> I'm
1: not going to answer that. Like,
0: <laughs> she can listen to the podcast and be like, you, you would have answered if you could have, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm pretty
1: good at answering. She'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll back me up on that one.
0: I mean, that's the thing. Like, we had signed the rights away to our music. But oh, really? say like you're are you going through DRM? Are you
1: No nah, I go through this uh distribution company called Cartel. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cartel.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have heard of Cartel. Yeah. So like you'll have a deal with them, but like for you compared to like most industry contracts who have like a whole bunch of people in the middle between yeah. you and your streams, getting eight hundred thousand players would actually make kind of a significant a yeah. difference in what you're doing. You know what yeah, I mean? So like sure. and that's a really positive thing. Yeah. I think. Two, a really positive thing is that, like, there are, if you're playing the music industry game, bunny quotes. Yeah. Like, they're really impressed by dumb stuff. Exactly, yeah. Like, and dumb stuff like streams. So yeah. you can impress the next dumb person with, like, how many streams you've had. For sure. To get more into that. Um, those are two, like, unequivocal positives. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm just like, what, like, I've seen people, you go to people's Spotify's, you know, not to talk specifics, but, like, you can go to some New Zealand X Spotify's who have like big numbers, mm. and like their whammy shows are just there's yeah. no, one, no one there.
1: It's pretty weird, one. I I agree. It's like not the the playlists aren't great for like making fan bases, but then it's kind of like you can only really do so much, I guess. Like mm. so, it's just like you hope for that, and then like maybe some people will retain like. But that's your the thing. I think, I think
0: that's what brings us back to that whole like. There's two. Real Different sides to, to a musician now Like there's Yeah Your Release structure And your online And your recorded worst. music Yeah But there is also like The live music Connecting with fans thing That I think has been Slightly left behind Yeah I feel And like One of I, I, I think like Ultimately You want both of them working I think a good version of that Is say the Beths Yeah Hell yeah Who like Are a live band Mmm who also record really well and play the industry game really well. Yeah. But then go out and tour and tour and tour when they could. Yeah. Even right now they're doing that with an opening for Crowded House. And they have a good live show. They connect with fans. Yeah. And so like they're, they're building a fan base live. They're getting good numbers which impresses music industry people. Yeah. Which gets them more opportunities to impress people live. And you get that circle right. going. And I think there's a, there's a thing at the moment where people are – maybe like told or incentivized or because it's more public to look at your stats than it is to like people aren't playing shows so you don't get to look at that very often but yeah you just focus on the stats
1: yeah well there's also like i would go even further and say like there's like the live thing and then there's like the recording i mean there's also like the online presence as well which is like hard like how doing do you, all the press yeah, stuff and like all that that's really like,
0: interesting like do you how do you what's your approach to that kind of stuff like
1: well, luckily, like since I've been working with Manu, I don't have to do it so much myself. Um, but I used to like you know email blogs and stuff, and like it's just like kind of hard work. Like I was kind of stoked with the new EP. I feel like it looked cool. Like I like the art and stuff. You Worked with Connor. Yeah, Connor Lambert. Shout out. Shout um, out. Big fan. Yeah, straight up. Um, but then there's like, it's it's such hard or like I kind of just enjoy like making the music. And then, like, it gets releasing and you're like, fuck, I have to, like, come up with album art and promo and, like, <sighs> email some fucking press and shit. And, like, that shit sucks.
0: And do you feel like I have a f- lot of friends who feel like they're always working from zero each mm. time. So, like, oh, this is a new... Br- like, shit, I haven't done anything for the last, like, three or four months and I'm kind of back to square one and I'm trying to, like, struggle for um, content. and yeah. then by the And then, like... That happens, and you get into the gears, and then by the time the next project rolls around, you're back to square one again.
1: Yeah, literally, and you just need to come up with fresh ideas and shit. Mm. I feel like I've gotten better. I like I, I now know like what I want visually and stuff. So like, it's kind of that was probably the first time that I've ever like had that, which is sick.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk more about because like that your art for the EP and like the stuff around it was quite unique and quite cool. Is that like a collabor? Like, would, do, how much input did you have with Connor on that kind of stuff?
1: Um, I sent him, like, a Pinterest folder of, like, heaps of shit that I liked, which was, like, he, he, like, made it completely unique, which is sick, but, um, kind of just, like, the silhouetted figures and stuff like that, and, yeah, he just, like, we went and took some photos, and he edited it, and I was, like, it was the first time, it was, like, the first one that he sent through, I was, like, fuck, yeah, it's sick, it was mean, um, but, yeah, also, like, the, the video shit as well, I was kind of stoked with that. That was my friend Harry, who did that.
0: Yeah, does have does that interest in film like bleed over into the visuals for
1: yeah the Tom Verburn stuff? Sort of, more so now, because like my aesthetic's not really like a film aesthetic, but I've been like watching more films where I'm kind of like those shots are sick. Let's try and do that. because like, I actually just got funding for like a video, which is
0: congratulations, thank
1: you, um, which is pretty exciting, but kind of scary. And like I made a storyboard and I'm like, fuck, this could be just like stupidly hard to film all this shit. Like <laughs> use of weird camera shit and stuff. But like it, it, it does bleed over, but probably like the films that I love aren't like the films that I'm like, fuck yeah, it looks awesome. Right. If you know what I mean? Like I feel like I like films for like more of the stories.
0: You've got a different, you've got, it's not necessarily all the same interests for each medium.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: for sure. That's interesting, man. Yeah. So, like, do you have, a, is there, like, an artist in New Zealand or international that you'd love to make music with or make music for?
1: So many, probably. Like, Yeah? Um, I'd love to... Oh. Top of my head, I don't even know. Like, too many. Too many people. <laughs> John Hopkins would be mad. Right. If you could just get John Hopkins to like make a pop song with you. Just fucking that'd be mean sick. it,
0: honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Can you imagine just like sitting down and be like, okay. like I have this thing all the time. I'm like, I just want to see one of his sessions. I want to yeah. see Same. what the fuck he's doing. Yeah.
1: Have you listened to the song, Exploder, where he breaks down luminous beings? No, I haven't oh, yet. Okay, it's yeah, we'll go sick. back on that. Pre psychedelic. He's like, yeah, I just took some mushrooms in a desert and then it was like beautiful. Let's write a song. <laughs>
0: Classic? Yeah. Yeah, he's fuck. He's I mean, he's crazy, man. That's like the detail work. And if you haven't yeah. listened to John Hopkins you should just go listen to him. Do like it. It, it's like classical electronic music. It's like classical yeah, music, electronic music. It's like this whole it's fucking heavy as well. It can be anyway. Yeah,
1: it gets dirty as fuck sometimes. Yeah. Like
0: But it's not it's not ever abrasive and i think yeah. that's because i'm a big electronic music non-abrasive fan like right. anything that goes hard but doesn't like hurt your ears i mean i like a bit of that as well yeah yeah but um i think that's extra clever
1: i feel oh bro yeah i'm jealous of the man's brain i want
0: it <laughs> uh, just to be able to even like play piano like that with honestly people. yeah <laughs> it's just like shit i really need to learn piano
1: <laughs> yeah i feel i've been like tossing up buying like a keyboard or like an electric piano and like trying to knuckle down and learn it but get little lessons yeah some youtube lessons you know yeah (laughs) but i feel like it just i don't know you got other shit on man yeah i got songs i need to finish like
0: how do you 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 fucking you work full-time
1: no i actually only work like 15 to 20 hours a week so it's like pretty calm beautiful yeah kind of great how much do you work at crumb sorry full-time full-time right how's that perfect Man.
0: I've. It's funny because I've actually convinced friends to quit their
1: jobs. I remember you mentioning this on another podcast. <laughs> what, what was the What was the point again? Like it was.
0: Look, like you know, you can't. You got to. It's creativity is not this thing that you can just like fit into um, a two hour period after a full day's work. Yeah,
1: straight up, straight up. Like, yeah,
0: that's a romantic view of how creativity works yeah maybe it works for some people like that doesn't work for me or anyone and i just think like there are a lot of i i've had friends in the past one of them um is sarah who runs another podcast here at point in called third wheel which is really great she talks to she's a poet she but she talks to creative duos about working together and doing shit um And she's just a really great example of a few friends I've had where it's like you've really got a talent and like a passion to do this thing, but your job is the kind of job that doesn't give you the space to do that. And I mean that in a sense that like even though you have two days off a week, you've got the kind of job. She was a teacher at the time. You've got the kind of job where those two days really need to be for recovery and a bit of socializing and and not much else. Um, And for those kinds of people, it's kind of like, look, I just... Maybe there's this, uh, the thing I always say is that there's always the story in the like artists that do well or find the thing they're looking for yeah. tend to have a part of their story where like either they like hit rock bottom and they had no, they had no, nothing else to do. So they might as well do this thing, yeah which means they had the time to do it yeah. and they did it or they created those situations for themselves. And they said, I'm just going to go all in on this thing. That happens too many times in everyone's stories for that not to be kind of a part of Yeah, I feel. Having that space to not only just make, but actually I think what you, what you relayed Max Well saying, like having the space to live and be creative Yeah, is so important.
1: Especially just for like yourself, I think. Like I think. having just not, because if I was working full time and doing music as much as I do, like I just wouldn't have a life. Apart from that.
0: And I don't think I could go full music. I've I because I see like two to three hundred people a day at the cafe. Yeah. And and I say to people like, My job is perfect. If you if you're the person who can love working at a cafe, yeah, and maybe do like part-time, but you know, I I arrive at work at six and I'm I can be home by, you know, quarter to three. Right. Yeah. So like I can do a full day's work where I've got caffeine available to me. Yeah. And and then be like at the computer at 3.30 and work from like, say like even four till 6.30 yeah. every day and then still have days off. Straight up. Like I, get, I can get a lot done because my job is tailor-made for it. Yeah. But if your job isn't tailor-made for it, you're going to spend it your, and you're, you, can't, you shouldn't be beating yourself up for not being super creative every day or even in your yeah. weekends.
1: Yeah, I feel. It's also nice having like, this is probably the first job that I've like ever enjoyed so it's like it's good having a job. It's also like nice having a break from music as well. If you know what I mean, like going somewhere else. You and need like something other than music. Seeing to other do. people. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: For me it's fermenting um cabbage at the moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Bloody love it.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> like yeah, I think I think you're totally right. Like you can't again, it's that other romantic idea of like I love music. I only ever think and breathe and drink music. It's like yeah. that's kind of unhealthy, dude.
1: Yeah, honestly. <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's I, thought, I used to think about it a lot because I used to be like man, if I was a full-time musician, like I don't know if I could do it, like just doing music all day every day, but then again, like if it was your full-time thing, then you'd have like other activities to do, and like it was probably just because the time I was working and doing like a lot of music um, in my spare time and paying the price for it probably <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean you're young though. You'll bounce you you, you, you it's easy to bounce back for. You can probably get like have a have a good night out and then feel relatively fine.
1: Oh, sometimes. <laughs> it's the lack of sleep that gets me. Yeah. Oh, dude,
0: you gotta stay hydrated as well. Do you stay hydrated?
1: Uh I'd say so.
0: You've been drinking water this whole time. You've been very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, you have got work tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> but but I've been very impressed with the hydration levels.
1: Yeah. Water's like my go-to. <laughs> water and this thing, vape nation. Yeah, vape. Her mum isn't listening now, but no. she'll probably get mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't
0: tell us. You didn't do a podcast this week. Yeah, no, no, no of course <laughs> not.
1: But um, yeah, just fidgety stuff, you know. Yeah. Just like sipping my water while I'm making music and hitting my vape. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Does there like what's your? I, I like. I really like this question. It's like, what is your perfect like setting? for making music like time uh, run, run us through like t- what's the time of day what kind of like vibe are you in what what's what what's happening like what's your a perfect p- setup
1: um it depends what i'm doing to be honest like whether i'm just like sitting down to finish a song or sitting down to write a song cuz like finishing a song is just kind of you just put the hours in mm. like no matter what like you can wake up and just get straight to it or like come back after seeing friends and go to it but like probably writing just like you know 8 p.m in my room just like have the night free post dinner post dinner yeah yeah post I love like the post dinner period where it's like what am I going to do with my night am I going to (laughs) like make music watch a film go see friends and then you just like decide one and just do it for the night you know it's pretty fun that's beautiful yeah Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know I can see you like thinking about it now you're like wow God, yeah, I'd want to be doing that. <laughs>
1: Got to work at the cinema.
0: <laughs> um, Tom, it's been really lovely having you on. It's been nice to have a proper conversation with you. Yeah, finally. I've been a big fan of yours. It was really, yeah. And it was really lovely that you um, did a song for two days last year. Oh, I
1: enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on two days. <laughs> that's
0: okay. And having your EP out, I really like it. I think it's... Um, I am, I'm a big fan of that pop music that can... Appeal to more alternative bandy music yeah. things Because that's clearly I could hear and what you were listening to And what you're making and yeah. I okay. really, really liked it I think everyone should go And if you haven't Go and listen to that For sure Hope you like it If you Hope do Hope you like it, yeah Do you have any I mean, you've just put out the EP That's obviously a, a, a plug of what you're doing But do you yeah. have anything else coming up Or anything you're doing That you want to let people know about now?
1: Um, I mean, I got Gonna play it Whammy soon Cool which will be my first, like, headline show. Dope. That'll be fun. That'll be, like, May. Okay. Um, And probably we'll have, like, an electronic EP or album coming out within the next Potentially couple Potentially under a different name? Potenti- probably. I'd say so. But those are, like, the two things in the near future for me. That's very cool. Yeah. I'm pretty excited.
0: Are you feeling excited?
1: Yeah. Or more, more, like, I feel like the electronic stuff's just, like, a personal thing. I just wanted to do it. I don't really have any expectations or anything, but, like, it's fun to do. So it would just be like nice to have it out there. Yeah. Did you have a good time? Yeah. So, a little, <laughs> or, bit, little bit nervous at the start, but like we got we got there. I we think did you there. did really well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um,
0: thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, also, uh, shout out to PissMind on Twitter for calling me the... Um, uncle of new zealand music Let's that, that cool. go. i can back that it was very sweet <laughs> call me the young uncle but i think i'm uncle yeah the cool the cool, think, cool uncle yeah you know. i get it yeah oh, i'm 30 though i'm an uncle <laughs> um yeah very sweet thank you. and thank you for everyone who's been like sending me messages and listening to it it's been very kind so um new episode every sunday let's go let's go <laughs> let's go fuck yeah <laughs>